Welcome to the game winner, uh, week two. Uh, going into week three of the NFL, we're going to go and sum up week two a little bit. Uh, a lot of injuries around the NFL this week, man. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I mean, recently we've been seeing a lot of calls, especially with the Aaron Rodgers injury. We've been seeing a lot of calls. Uh, this is completely unrelated to the injuries, but we've seen a lot of calls to all grass stadiums in the NFL. Are you in support of that? Or, I mean, grass, I, saw, I, don't know. I, saw, I, I saw the grass they used at the Super Bowl last year. It definitely wasn't the best. No, the, it was a lot of horrible. Guys the, just, the game yeah. was overall horrible. Um, was that last year? It was last year's Super Bowl, right? Yeah, that was last year. Yeah. Um, not the, not the best, but I mean, there, are, and is FedEx Field grass? The like the one where everyone FedEx gets hurt, the the Commander Stadium, yeah, the grass. Uh, I believe it is grass. Okay, yes. Yeah. Um, I do. I don't. I mean, I know there's definitely research behind it that like grass will cause less injuries, but like with the amount of good players that have gone out. Just on off FedEx field alone, I don't know if it's exactly going to solve all the problems with the NFL right now. No, it's unfortunate. I mean, we see guys go down on turf. We see guys go down on grass. So hopefully this is something they can figure out. But unfortunately for the running back position, guys, it's it's just kind of proving that that we can't really pay guys you know, that much. We just saw Saqu- Saquon Barkley get re-injured again. He'll be out for two to three weeks. And um, we saw we saw Nick Chubb. That was a really bad leg injury. I don't I don't know if he's gonna be able to come back from that. Huge, huge blow to the Browns right there. I mean that was they do have Deshaun Watson, but that was a majority of their offense was run through Nick Chubb carrying the ball up for them and Deshaun Watson get punching it in the end zone. Um I think we're seeing that the argument over the offseason about should NFL running backs be paid more is kinda of coming into fruition that it just might not be the most logical option overall. And that um, if we start giving these NFL running backs these huge paychecks, we're going to need less injuries, more consistency. And consistency has been a big issue for a lot of running backs this year. Um, a lot of big names, not exactly getting big numbers. Najee Harris with that down with another year of just down numbers. Um, Derek Henry hasn't exactly had the best season. Um, still getting touchdowns, still carrying the ball a decent amount, but not exactly what I would expect. Um, yeah, and again, back to the injury part. We're seeing a lot of injuries around the NFL. Um, not just in the running back position, too. Joe Burrow's re-injured. Um, Amir Ross St. Brown is considered day-to-day with a toe injury. Uh, Christian Watson, still yet to play this season. Um, yeah, that's a kind of a bigger blow with the Packers for the Packers um you know we've had guys stepping up Dobbs in the first week uh yeah but it's still a big blow I mean this is supposed to be our number one guy this is the guy we drafted last year he, he was great at the end of last year with Aaron Rodgers we were expecting him to come in and be great with Jordan Love still hasn't played yet um slightly concerning obviously last year or last not last year last week the big talking point was uh Aaron Rodgers injury and that was a huge one uh, we're just seeing big blows to teams around the NFL. Uh, even rookies, Anthony Richardson's out on concussion protocol for the next week. We don't know if he's officially out. I I don't think they've exactly come out and said that yet. But um, if he is, that's a huge blow to the Colts. Obviously, as we saw last year, all the quarterback options are trash, uh, especially yeah. Jacob Eason. Um, boy, never deserves well, to play. Uh, uh, Gardner Minshew. Minshew looked all right. Minshew's okay. 
I, I forgot they had Minshew. But uh, yeah. Jacob Eason should never play another NFL game. No, absolutely. He, he honestly Eason. shouldn't have been drafted. He was horrible at UW. Absolutely. He was, he was not great. I, I think he was very overrated. He is a nice arm, but definitely doesn't make the best decisions at times. But going back to the Packers receiving core, I think those guys really looked uh, – they're a really young group, but I think they look good. Uh, against the Falcons the other day, um, of course, yeah, like, like you said, they're missing they're missing Christian Watson, but some of those young guys stepped up. Uh, Reed looked pretty good. I mean, I mean, yeah, we're they're going to be a young a team young to look guys. out for over the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're definitely seeing a lot of young guys. Um, Dobbs, obviously, our first round, uh, second round pick, I believe, first or second. Musgrave, um, tight ends coming through a, l- a little bit, not exactly the numbers we want to see from that high of a pick. But also um, Wicks, Reed, Dobbs, uh, and Watson. This should be a really young receiving core. I still don't get why we got rid of Amari Rogers. Seems like he would have fit in pretty either. well here. Neither. Um, but I think we're looking at hopefully the start of a really good receiving core for the Packers. Um, probably will be one of the better ones since we had Jordy Adams and Cobb that one year when they that were. That was really a good. hell of a receiving core. That was a good ass receiving core. Um, since then, we've been kind of rotating in and out of players, but hopefully we're trying to starting to find some consistency there. Um, yeah, I would just love to see us start just pounding the ball more. Um, and, of course, that was the Packers-Falcons. That was a close game. It was a big game in the NFL this week. Uh, going back to the young core, are we starting to see Jordan Love become a big thing? Like, are we starting to see him become a consistent I'm not. I'm not saying top ten yet. Like top fifteen quarterback. Like he's putting up those numbers. He's had three I, touchdowns in the past two weeks. Zero interceptions to those in the past two weeks. Um, he's starting to put up great numbers, and he's spreading the ball out, which I'm like. It's not just Aaron Rodgers throwing it up to one guy. It's Jordan Love throwing it up to six. You know what I mean? No, I get you. I really like what I've seen from Jordan Love so far this year. I think he's a really slept on talent that that not a lot of guys talk about yet. Um, I think it was a big question mark for the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, going going from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love is a scary jump, but I think he's really doing a good job um, so far, and I can't wait to see more from him this season. Yeah, I think it was definitely the, the biggest question mark in the team. One thing I didn't think would be a question mark, though, was the running game, and it just simply was not there this weekend. Um I was not impressed with what I saw. A.J. Dillon, 15 carries, 55 yards. Our second leading rusher was Jordan Love with two for 23. And then Emmanuel Wilson, three for five. Granted, Aaron Jones was out. But still, I would expect A.J. Dillon to step up a little bit more in that position. Um, it's not exactly what we're looking 3.7 yards of carry is not exactly what we're looking for, especially when you're getting volume. Like 15, 15 carries is not a small amount. You should be able to turn that into hopefully 60 70 yards and that's yeah. like not asking that's like seven yards of carry that's not asking a ton five seven five six yards of carry yeah or somewhere like, around there i, I mean five more five efficiency but. is like you got to have efficient backs we saw it a little bit in, around the nfl i mean deandre swift talk about efficiency right there that dude was He's it was great. crazy this week um, but yeah, shame. we had we had some really good games uh, this this week in the NFL. Bronco Broncos versus Commanders. Um, what an ending to that game! I mean, you had the, yeah, I mean, the, the hail mary the, from the Russell Wilson. Yeah, the 
to the Hail Mary, and then they failed to convert on the two-point conversion. That's That pretty much just sums up the Broncos for you. It's unfortunate. Um, I'm rooting for the Broncos. I think that they're a team that has a lot to prove. They haven't been good since Peyton Manning. Um, yeah. And I really hope that they can figure it out. They they put a lot into this team, and it's unfortunate to see them not succeed. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I want to see the Broncos succeed, but I think that they should. You know what I mean? Um, especially they poured so many picks and so many players into that Russell Wilson trade, which has turned off turned out really nicely for the Seahawks. Um. I'm I mean, obviously they were kind of just recouping for what they lost in Jamal Adams, but um it has turned out really nicely for the Seahawks. And what we're seeing is that last year Russell Wilson was horrible. This year he's is he coming back? Do we agree with the notion that Russell Wilson is back to like not his old self, definitely not like twenty fourteen through sixteen, nowhere near that caliber. No. But no, more of what... a twenty nineteen, you know, he had a good year, not amazing, but not bad. Like, are we, are we uh, seeing more of that, the, the let Russ cook, but then he didn't cook uh, kind of era? I think I think we're starting to see an, uh, Russell Wilson on the, the uptrend, I guess. I think that last year was just horrible. I mean, I don't even think that he was would be a starter on a lot of teams. It was pathetic what we saw to Russell Wilson last year. But uh, this game, 18 for 32, 300 yards, three touchdowns. He did have a pick, but... He looked pretty solid. I mean, through two games, I've liked what I've seen from Russell Wilson. I'm hoping he can figure it out. I really like Russell Wilson. Um, I know a lot of a lot of people think that he's a cornball off the field, which he is, but I want to see him figure it out. I want to see him have success. Sean Payton's a heck of a coach, too. So Great coach. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, on the other side of that, are we? Why is, why is Sam Howell doing so well? I really like Sam Howell. I mean, coming coming out of college, I did not. Person personally, I didn't see him coming in and doing well at all. I thought he was going to be out by what, almost week two or three. Like, I agree. Like he honestly, shouldn't be playing anymore. Um, but right now, the Commanders are two and zero. Uh, Sam Howell on right now is looking at three touchdowns to one interception. Um, not incredible over two games, but also not bad. But you're two and zero. I mean, you're two and zero. Can't complain. Can't complain. Cardinals and Broncos, obviously, not the best competition there. But if you're starting a young quarterback, starting off two and zero, um, and obviously Brian Robinson's been doing well. Um, mm-hmm. you know, got shot. That sucked. Uh, started playing last year and came back in full force before Michael Thomas even touched the field again. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of like this Commanders team. I kind of like what they built. Um, Sam Howell is doing well. I haven't seen the production I would have exactly liked from Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel and um Terry McLaurin. I think we're seeing that there's no like. I think Terry McLaurin's supposed to be that number one receiver, but I think what we're seeing is we're they're spreading the ball out and all the guys are doing about the same thing. So there's no clear number one there. And, uh, I mean, Terry McLaurin is the clear number one, but production-wise this season, I don't think we're seeing that. I think we're seeing Brian Robinson kind of break out as the RB1. Um, there was a lot of talk before the season between um, him and Gibson, who should be starting. 
and I think we're definitely seeing that it should be Brian Robinson. Um, he's a good flex option too if you play fantasy. Great points. I kind of agree with you with what you said. Production wise, we're not really seeing the guy pull forward. But yes, I do think Terry McLaurin is miles ahead of those other two guys. I think Jahan Dotson is a heck of a talent as well. But Terry McLaurin is so super super slept on. I think on any other team with really really good quarterback good too. I know he is, but yeah. Terry McLaurin is just a freak athlete. He might have the best hands in the NFL. This guy always seems to make some sort of sports center top 10 catch that you're just, you're like, wow, how did he pull that out? It happens every single year. I'm always amazed by Terry McLaurin. Um, did you see my, sorry to interrupt. Did you see my team on sports center top 10? I did not. We got, yeah, we got put on sports center top 10. No way. We, we got absolutely clipped, bro. We were the That's defense. Crazy. We got fucking clipped. Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. I'll, I'll send you the link after this. We actually, okay, please do. That's top 10. <laughs> That's it, it was it was bad. Um, yeah, it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best look for us. Um, okay, but going back, uh, speaking of incredibly talented wide receivers, Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely great. Uh, mid mid range route demon. Um, yeah, I mean, even last week, uh, Seahawks versus Lions, it went to the very end. Uh, Seahawks pulled it off though. Pulled it off though, but um, Goff, you know, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, unfortunately, that interception was a pick six. I also think he's having a good season secretly. Yeah, um, Amon Ross St. Brown had a good game, six receptions for 102 yards on the other side of the ball. Uh, I know I had him in fantasy. Kenneth Walker balled out two touchdowns on the day. Tyler Lockett also had two touchdowns on the day. Um, Geno Smith, pretty efficient game 32 41. That's a great percentage. Uh, 328 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, and I think something that we're seeing Seahawks have lacked over a couple of years is actually a decent O-line. Um, and it, I think since that Super Bowl winning year, we haven't really seen a good O-line for the Seahawks. And they were able to step in this week with some guys out and still only allow one sack. Yeah, I was really – I really liked what I saw of the Seahawks O-line. I mean, they're going against guys Aiden Hutchinson, absolute dog. Um and you had uh you had two backup tackles in that game, and they really stepped up. One sack on Geno Smith, and uh, it was kind of kind of a bad play from Geno Smith. Besides that, really clean performance from them. Really liked what I saw out of the Seahawks. Uh, that defense, it's it's coming together. They're not quite there yet, but uh, the rookie Devin Witherspoon looked pretty good. Woolen went down early in the game. We saw Trey Brown step up. He had that pick six. Looked pretty good. Um, they're gonna get Jamal Adams back pretty soon here too. So yeah, he's in the next couple of weeks, isn't he? Yeah. How long so has he been gone for? Like a, a year? A year, yeah. Week one well, last year. It's been a while. Broncos. Yeah. So I mean, they're they're gonna put the pieces together. They beat the Lions and the Lions beat beat the the Chiefs. So I don't know. It's it's gonna be an interesting season for the Seahawks. They're gonna be real boomer bust this year. Uh, Geno's look good so far. I really like what I'm seeing out of them. Yeah, I mean, I think what you were just talking about, that round Rosie of everyone's beating everyone this year, and I think it's really hard to call, which is going to make this next section a little bit difficult because we're going to try to call some week three games. Um, kind of glad we didn't do this last week because I think half of my picks would have been wrong. Me too. But um, we're going to cover a couple of the primetime games coming up in the next week. Obviously, I I personally wouldn't say it's the – 
the week of big matchups. We're not seeing I Titans agree. versus Titans. Uh, it's it's a pretty boring week in the NFL, in my opinion. But we've got a we've got a couple good games. I mean, no no week in the NFL is boring, but it's not you know Chiefs versus Bills Monday Night Football or anything like no, that. No, exactly. Um, week three is kind of a letdown right now. But starting off with our Thursday, oh, I, I would like to add because um, we didn't add it last week. This is being recorded before Thursday Night Football, uh-huh. so anything we say that has not happened yet, even though this may be going out on uh thursday before the game or oh, yeah after the game this has yep. been reported before thursday night football yep uh also i'll be trying to nail down a day over the next couple of days um just kind of working out my schedule it's either going to be uploaded thursday afternoon or friday mornings um, yeah so look out for that weekly uh, yep, but yep. anyway starting off with our thursday night football game um giants versus niners uh i i i mean uh, I got this the Niners. Is, I mean, yeah, it's just really a point and simple. This is the 49ers. Um, uh, the, I, uh, did you see the stats that over six quarters in the first two games, the Giants were outscored 61 nothing. They made Josh Dobbs look really good. And I like Josh Dobbs, but they made he's him not, look yeah, he's fantastic in, in, the, in, the, in the first half smart of the game. Smart guy, career backup, though. Yeah, um, kind of. Yeah, and I, um, I think they're the best defense in the NFL. In the 49ers, you can make an argument for the Cowboys, but I think the 49ers still hold that crown, in my opinion. Uh, you can I make an argument for the best offense in the NFL, too. Yeah, easily. I think they are the best offense in the NFL. I wasn't, I mean, just the weapons they have. I, you, it's ridiculous. Debo Samuel, um, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Purdy's great. Purdy stepped up and been incredible, absolutely. Um, because Trey Lance was horrible. One of the worst picks by the Niners in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, that was, um, that was questionable. But And then they have a great O-line. I mean, we talked about this last week. They have a great O-line, great defense, top 10 player in almost every position. That yep. 49ers team, just I don't see them getting beat this season. Well, like, it, I don't it, think It might be a little weird go. to call, but I could see the 49ers ending the, the regular season with one or two losses. I could see them ending the season with like you know two or three. Going only one. having one loss is, is a lot, one. but yeah, I mean they look good. I mean they're they're on paper just crazy. They've through two weeks they've looked untouchable. So yeah, give me the Niners in that one. It's I don't even think it'll be close either. I'm gonna go Niners, Niners thirty. Let's go Niners thirty six to ten. Yeah, I was gonna say I'd probably go Niners like twenty eight to twenty eight to ten, twenty eight to thirteen. Yeah. Okay. Um. On to our next game. It's not a prime time game, but it is, is. I am a Packers fan. Uh, Saints versus Packers. Um. I think we're gonna see a good week here. Um. Two of not old powerhouses. Uh. I wouldn't say they're at the top of the game right now. I still think they're top half teams in the NFC, and it's going to be a good matchup. Derek Carr's looked pretty good. Um, Slant Boy has looked okay. Um, that Saints defense is still great, especially against the run. Um, I think they've allowed the force fewest yards against the run so far. Feel mm-hmm. free to correct me, but it's somewhere near that number. It's it's really low, and yeah. I think we're seeing that the Packers. 
might not be able to slow down the run, but luckily the Saints don't have a very good running back. Jamal Williams is out most likely. Um, so I'm I'm gonna take the Packers in this one. I think we're gonna see another great performance by Jordan Love. I think it's gonna be close though. Give me the Packers twenty twenty one. I don't think it'll be a that high score. Twenty one to seventeen. I was gonna have a really similar one. I also have the Packers. I believe in Jordan Love. I'm on that wave. I think that they look pretty solid, especially if they get their run game going. I think that the Packers will win this one. Give me twenty-eight to seventeen. I think we're gonna see uh, the Packers go to two and one, and uh, it's gonna be a good week for them. Yeah. Um. Moving on to our next game on Sunday, Broncos versus Dolphins. Obviously, Broncos lost a heartbreaker last week. We covered that. The Dolphins. Ah. Uh... I'm not I'm not sure what to think of the Dolphins so far. I mean, they're 2-0. They are. I they, don't know. I week 1, I mean, they've had two close games. That's the thing. And here's what we talked about week 1. Um their offense is going to score. Like I think Absolutely. that's even with Tua can't really throw the ball. Uh, um <laughs> they're still going to score. However, their defense is not good. No, it's, they're they're it's, getting it's, absolutely pounded by the run, and on yeah. the opposite side, their running game isn't that good. And I don't think we've seen the levels from the Xavier Howard, Jordan, Jalen Ramsey cornerback duo that we really expected. I think they've still been getting scored on by the pass a lot. Justin Herbert had a good week one. Max Jones had a good week two. Hunter Henry mm-hmm. absolutely destroyed him this week. Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm going with a little bit of upset here. I'm gonna go Broncos over the Dolphins. I'm gonna say. Okay. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm going to go the same scores last week, except vice versa. Dolphins are going to have 17. The Broncos are going to have 24. Okay, okay, I like that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Dolphins in this one. I like the Broncos, like I said earlier, but I think Tua. I think I think that pass game is just too nice. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Give me 42 to 30. Excuse me, 42 to 40. Er, 40, 42. To 35. I think yeah, it's going to be a this, high scoring this game. game. Could swing either way. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see a whole ton of defense being played. Uh, two two teams that are just really, really pass heavy. I mean, Javante Williams has not looked good for. He has not looked good. The I, Broncos, I, I, yeah. We forgot to mention that earlier. He is another one that's just like underperforming. Yeah, underperforming. it's not great. It's not great. Um, it, it, it's definitely not great at all. Um. I just want to throw that in in there before our next session. Um, someone who hasn't been underperforming is uh, Nakua. Nakua, uh, Nakua looks great. He's, he looks incredible. Fifth round pick. I mean, I mean, we'll get, we'll get along to him more. in a second, uh, a little bit more in detail. But you got Broncos in that game or Dolphins? Dolphins, right? Yep, I had the Dolphins, forty-two okay. thirty-five. Um. We're going to go to the Sunday night football primetime game. That's going to be the Steelers versus the Raiders. Uh, probably one of the most violent games in NFL history, just judging on the yep. two fan bases. <laughs> um, yeah, so Steelers are bad. Steelers I are think they're good. horrible. I don't like Kenny um, Pickett. Najee Harris is not Dinks. good. Yeah. Kenny Pickett is not good. Yep. George Pickens is not that good. He looked pretty – I mean, he had a, a pretty long touchdown the other day. Deontay Johnson but... is out. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, luckily I that know. Steelers defense is pretty good. I think TJ Watt's the best defensive player in the league currently. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick is pretty damn good too. Uh, on the Raiders side of the ball, Jimmy G's okay. Josh Jacobs again, kind of underperforming, but still pretty good. Yeah. Um, Max Crosby, Devontae Adams, of course. Give me. This is just kind of a mid game. I don't know it why is. this is the primetime game. I don't get it either. I don't get this as the primetime game. But I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a fairly high 3127. Okay. To I like that. 3127 to the Las Vegas Raiders. Give me the Raiders 31. I got the Raiders in a low scoring one. I think it's gonna be a 13-10 game. I don't yeah, think yeah, it, it could also anything be going. like that. I don't think Kenny Pickett gets anything going. I don't think Jimmy G really gets anything going. I think it's going to be 13-10. Pretty boring game to watch. I, I, could, I could easily see that happening as well. Um, yeah. That should not be a primetime game. I will just throw that out there. NFL no. schedulers, please make that. Um, and then moving right along to the Monday night football game, Rams versus Bengals, matchup from the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Um, obviously not the same teams from the Super Bowl a couple years ago. No, the Rams no. Have- the Rams especially have gone downhill significantly. Um, the Bengals have also lost a couple key contributors to that run. Uh, is Cooper Cup still out, but Naku is filling in, again, incredibly. Very good performances. Meanwhile, on the Bengals, I don't know what is happening there. Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are not pulling their way. Even Jamar Chase looked very bad last week. Yeah, and it's, I it's... think a lot of it right now is coming down to Joe Burrow. He has not been on. No, he's game. not. Even Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon has not looked great out there. And it's it's confusing because they added – they gave him a better line over the offseason. That was a lot of the problems last year is that he, he was getting hit a lot. And they went out and they got him a couple linemen. But now he's just the highest-paid guy in the NFL ever. And he's definitely not playing like it right now. And no, it's – Yeah, it's, it's a little ridiculous. bad for the Bengals. I don't know, and it and it came out of nowhere. I really like the Bengals. That I mean, the roster's just great. It's totally stacked with talent. Um, and you look at the Rams roster too, and they look pretty good too. They're a young they're team, both, really both young not, team, not light teams. No, and I really like this game for Monday Night Football. Rams Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to start to bounce back a little bit. I think Joe Burrow's going to get out of this funk that he's in. I think he's going to start to figure it out a little bit. But give me the Rams. I think I think Matthew Stafford and Nakua. They've actually looked pretty good. They put up a decent fight against the Niners last week. Uh, I got the Rams taking this one against the Bengals. Um, their running game looks pretty good too. So I just I don't see the Bengals winning this one, but I do see them starting to trend upwards. I think that they're going to start to figure it out. Yeah. Um, I think the Rams are going to keep trending upwards. I think they look pretty good. But personally still here, I have the Bengals. Um, yeah, I'm going I'm to take the Bengals. 30, not 30. I don't think it will go 30. 27 to 20. I think that's a solid, got, that's, a, that's a fair score. Um, One touchdown game. I think Joe Burrow good. is still going to look a little bit shaky, but at least he's going to get the job done this time. Hopefully, Jamar Case gets something done. Joe Mixon, too. I told you last week, I was not hot on him. I personally was not wrong on that one. Yeah. Mixon had a pretty dang bad week. Yeah, it wasn't great. Weekly sections, fantasy football. 
Rylan, would you uh, would you like to explain what happened? I think we filled, uh, them in, filled the viewers in last week. We were playing each other. Um, we were. At we the were. time, you were the number one team in the league, and I was the number four. I am now the number two, and you have dropped to six? Five. Five. I've dropped to five. Um, uh, yeah, it, it, nothing went right for you. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, he's been benched, all right? Isaiah Pacheco is not it. Uh, I had Ky- I had uh, Kyron Williams on my bench who dropped about 30. It was unfortunate to see that. It would have been a little bit closer. But all your guys had a really nice week. Yeah, I so will I don't say. I there was any way I would have won. I will say my guys had a great week. Um, I put up 145 points on the week, which is pretty absurd. Um, I mean, our quarterbacks were about even 22 and 22. Yeah, uh, but then it's from there it was not close. Kenneth Walker yeah, had nineteen or eighteen point four. Saquon Barkley with twenty seven was incredible. I mean, yeah, I I put up one hundred and forty five with Tyree Cole. Hill only had fifteen. I only right. won last week because Tyree Hill had forty. Debo Samuel had twenty two. Dallas Goddard still not exactly producing. Had eight. Uh, James Conner was sixteen. Jason Sanders was six. Miami with nine. Um, I will say my bench did not score. So if somebody else gets hurt, uh, it's going to be a little rough because right now I'm rocking Algier didn't do that well last week. Watson didn't play. Dobbs didn't do that well. Um, I have Jordan Love now. Recently picked him up. Uh, I'm starting James Conner now, and I have Godwin in my flex because of the Saquon Barkley injury. But I'm pretty confident in my team again this week. I'm playing the worst team in the league. Um, oh, okay. Mixed dogs. And I think we're gonna go. I think I'm gonna get a win here this week. I think I'm moving to three and zero, and I might take the top position in our league. I agree. I think you'll probably end up winning this week. I don't know. I think my guys are pretty good. I have some tough decisions to make on who I'm gonna bench this week, who I'm not. Uh, I put Kyron Williams in my starting lineup as he's deserved to. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I I kept Ayuk on my bench this week, which actually ended up helping me out. He only had seven points. I had. Surprisingly, I had Nico Collins on my bench for twenty-seven Nico, points. Oh yeah, Nico I mean, Collins. Yeah, I know. I was like, I mean, wow. that's not that's not a must-start player though, so I can see no. why he's like filling in your bench. Yeah, exactly. But uh, maybe if he keeps it up, then he'll sneak into the starting lineup. Uh, that's not really a guy I was expecting whole ton out of, but again, if he keeps it up with C.J. Stroud, we'll see. He might be that guy. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at a fairly competitive league this year. Um, a lot of breakout players this year obviously we uh, already mentioned Nakua um I think my team's personally been doing really well I don't mm-hmm. know how I managed to get this team um well a little bit of a a strange collection of guys like I have a lot of stacks sure. um in my other league though oh my god it's going just as well minus the fact that Najee Harris stinks yeah um, if you have Najee Harris please drop Najee him Harris, right now <laughs> don't, don't drop we convinced our friend who had never done fantasy before. Uh-huh. Um, we convinced him that questionable meant out, meant like out for a while. Oh, so no. he dropped Amari Cooper to waivers this week. <laughs> That's crazy. So he dropped Amari Cooper and he dropped Saquon Barkley in the same week. Now we, we we're like That's... forcing them people to trade him back, but it's like That's kind of crazy. Yeah. That's bad. funny. Currently at the bottom of our league for I think the second week in a row. Um it's Yosh. Mm-hmm. Yosh still sucks. Yep. Yep. And I 
he doesn't have a bad team. I, no, I don't. Kittle hasn't performed. Kittle has six no, receptions for fifty yards on the season. That is wild. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Mahomes, Henry, Acres, Michael, Michael Thomas starting is rough. Damian Pearson. I don't get why he's not starting. Marquise Brown. Obviously, Cooper Cup's out for him. Who is Dalton Kinsey? Kincaid? That's the that's the Bills' backup tight end. Ugh. Yeah, I don't. He's, he's got an interesting. And he has Sha- he's Zach Charbonnet. He's Zach Charbonnet. I, I, okay. I don't know what he's I, I could yeah. see a very last place finish for Yeah, yeah. This this seems like a like a a recipe for a punishment here. This seems like a recipe for Yash having to wear. What is? Did we ever figure this out? Yeah, it's it's last play. Oh, for yeah, for what yeah, his what, rivalry is? Yeah. What what is Indiana's no. rival school? Um, Purdue. Purdue. Have so we better Purdue get here. better get ready for that Indiana versus Purdue. I almost yeah, think we make we Josh do it for basketball. Yeah, that'd be good. I I that'd think be that'd good. be slightly better. But yeah. um, yeah. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed our weekly fantasy section. Any any before we conclude, any pickups this week, Rylan? Any last minute um, moves? Any big moves that the viewers can listen to? I was gonna say if if you're in a a 12 man or more, I would say pick up Jerome Ford at the bottom of the bench. Uh, we don't know how, how much production we're going to see at a cream hunt. Yeah. I, uh, I picked up Jerome Ford had a really nice game, really, really nice game after Nick Chubb went down. Um, so maybe they're going to split carries. I think he'd be an interesting guy. And if cream hunt goes down, I think he's definitely the guy. So, I mean, Jerome Ford, I would just pick him up. See, see how the Cleveland Browns use him. Um, if you haven't, if, if, Kareem Hunt's out there. I would pick up Kareem Hunt for sure. Yeah, I, but, uh, I personally one of those two backs. Yeah, um, one of those two backs for Cleveland, I think, are are a good pickup. Yeah, I think with Nick Chubb out, there's a lot of room for in the position there. Um, for me, I made two moves. I cut Ezekiel Elliott. He's officially good off. move. He's officially off the team. Um, and then I also decided to get rid of who did I get rid of for that I, I I know I got rid of Ezekiel oh I got rid of Brock Purdy and I picked up Jordan Love because he was still available yeah that's a good move Jordan um, Love is yeah. yeah I mean second in scoring like Jordan Love's been incredible but yep. yeah um you know this was your weekly fantasy update uh, stay tuned for Rylan shaving his head at the end of the season if he loses. Okay. Uh, I don't but yeah, so basically, um, sure. second punishment, get that out there. If Rylan finishes lower than me, then you have to shave his, shave his whole head off, including his That's eyebrows. That's not happening. That's it is not happening. most definitely happening. We're figuring it out. It's either that or he's getting a <laughs> tattoo of my name on his left ass cheek. But, <laughs> yeah. So this is our weekly fantasy section. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed, and thank you. Way a little bit from the NFL because I think we've I think we've covered it a lot over the past two weeks. Um, Absolutely. Uh, we're we're gonna move into the college game because I personally like this is just personally I like watching college football more. I don't know if I like watching it more, but I love college football. There's a certain vibe to college football that I think I, just I think love. The, it's it's the fans. It's got to be the fans. It it's is. It's got to be it um, the pride for your school, and especially if you go to a big school like you go to a big state school like you you feel that college football atmosphere. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. When we I mean, beat I, Wisconsin, that was absolutely crazy. Absolutely love college football. 
but I, I think there's been a lot going on, and especially some incredible performance this year. Uh, we're going to do our way-too-early Heisman watch list, or mm-hmm. our Heisman prediction. So right now, it's just a watch list. Um, personally, I think Mel Kuyper's watch list is ass. Um, ESPN's watch list, fucking shit. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to do our own, the real professionals out here, and hopefully... I think we're going to get everything right here. So I, I have a couple players here that I would like to talk about. Um, and I think we're – I think we've got to start off with the quarterback I'm the highest on in all of college football, and that is Michael Penix Jr. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. What can I say? Absolute Michigan State domination. They yeah. scored the first 41 points. Oh, that was ridiculous. That is insane. And we were just seeing, first of all, the receivers on that team are incredible. I, there's, Absolutely. There's two or three NFL-bound guys. Um, I think the two that stand out the most to me are Dunze and Dunze. Of course, I think he's a first-round receiver. That's just me. Yep. Um, and then Polk. Oh, my God. Did you watch that game, by the way? Uh, I was able to tune into some of it, yeah. Okay. Polk had, like, three of the best catches I've seen in the past, like, five years. Really? One game. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Caught it over, like, two Michigan State guys and took a hit and still held onto it for, like, 40-yard gain. Wow. Um, that's, that's crazy. But this all comes back to Michael Penix. He's putting it in the right places. Um, My God, he throws the ball a lot. 84 mm-hmm. for 113. This is an air raid offense. This is what we saw with Jake Browning the year they were good. Jake Brown, yep. Ross, Dante Pettis. This was an incredible team. And I think we're seeing an even better team now. And again, all of these great Washington teams that we've seen have always been fueled by that that defense. Absolutely. Before we move on to Michael Penix, that defense is incredible. Um, we always, I feel like Washington always has these linemen that are like six, whatever, 300 to 400 pounds. And they just yeah. keep pulling them out. And they're always like, well, you beat a Vea. I mean, first-round guy, incredible. Oh, but, absolutely unit. Um, that Washington defense, again, is great. But Michael Pen- finally, we have a quarterback that can deliver. Michael Penix, 84 for 113 on the season. 113 throws in three games is kind of wild. Um, 1,332 yards. That's ridiculous. This is a guy with many long drives. 12 touchdowns to one interception. And of course, the University of Washington Huskies. They're 3-0. They're one of the best teams in the country. I think they're serious contenders for the Natty, and I think Michael Penix is an absolutely serious contender for the Heisman this year, and I think he should be. Um, we've seen, we saw it at the end of, at the, honestly, the whole of last year. He was incredible, and he's even better this year. And this is when you start to alert some of those NFL guys like, hey, this is who you should be getting. Obviously, uh, his one flaw, he is left-handed. He is left-handed. Um, so it's kind of like, honestly, though, he's kind of like the first left-handed quarterback I haven't grimaced in pain watching play. I, like, I he agree. actually he actually throws the ball nicely. Um, yeah. the rest of them kind of hurt my eyes to watch, but I definitely don't like watching lefty quarterbacks. <laughs> but I will say, I will say, he's got a heck of an arm for for a lefty for sure. A lot of the times with the lefties, you're like a little bit weaker, uh, a little yeah, bit weaker but... of an arm, le- less tight of a spiral. Yeah, it's, it's it's nothing against lefties. I think it's just like, especially from a young age, you're taught with righty coaches. You're taught as righty. Yep. 
and that kind of gr- limits Rethley's. Well, obviously, he hasn't limited him. Um, him and that UW team are incredible. Anybody else? Anybody you want to put on the board? Like, who, who's your first person? Uh, Caleb Williams. I think Caleb Williams is is the obvious pick here. I mean, just a freak athlete. He's he's leading this USC team to dominance. Uh, uh he's also got twelve touchdowns on the year. They're three and zero. I mean. Uh, he doesn't have the yards that Penix does. Yeah, so I will I think say Penix that. Penix has got him beat there. But less, uh, Caleb Williams he's, he's is more just efficient, a dog. But less throws. Less yeah. Yards. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Caleb Williams, uh, he's going to be a top five pick, if not the number one. Uh, He'll be the number one. I know he, he kind of he un, unofficially said he doesn't want to go to Arizona. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah. I mean, Broke can I mean, just stay. I mean, that's the thing now. They can just stay another year and make the that's same amount of money. That's what he said. He was like, if it's not right, I'm going to stay. He can just make the same amount of money. If no, not exactly. More. Exactly. The Thank the you. NIL stuff is just crazy. Oh, I mean, wild. Caleb. Yeah, yeah. I like Caleb Williams. I think I think him and Panics right now are really the two front runners for Heisman. I think those are the guys that are serious, seriously uh, being considered at the moment. Yeah, um, obviously there's some other guys in there that are being considered, but those are definitely in the top two in my opinion. Um, by the way, before we move on to our other, um, to our other three we have here, two or three, um, JJ McCarthy is getting nowhere near my top ten. Fuck JJ McCarthy. Fucking Ann Arbor, um, <laughs> Michigan shit. They're constantly gonna be shit. We're gonna see year after year. Uh, JJ McCarthy stinks. Um, it's Zach or it's Zach Wilson in disguise. It is. Um, JJ McCarthy's horrible. I hate him. Justice um, for Harbaugh, though. Just justice for Harbaugh. Free Harbaugh. Yeah, free Harbaugh. Um, but, but yeah, we are fuck seeing, JJ McCarthy. We are seeing some other great contenders. Uh, Quinn Ewers, obviously, that big win over Alabama. 84 85, not 84, 54 for 89 on the year, 740 yards, eight touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, great quarterback. Uh, I think I'm gonna need a little bit more out of him on the touchdown. A uh, little less efficient than the other guys too. Throwing just a little bit over fifty percent is not incredible. Um, I mean, Michael Penix is just him, so it's kind of hard. To yeah. But and then our last guy, Jordan Travis. Uh, you're hot on him. I'm not quite as hot on him. Sixty-three percent completion. 729 yards, nine total touchdowns. It's early. There's a couple it's, other guys in the mix right early. now. I think Cam Ward has looked really good so far. I, I think but it's Bo Nix so is always just hanging around Nicks, there too. Bo Nix too, but it's it's just so super early. I think once we get toward midseason, we're really able to really yeah. tell. But, but right are, now, it looks like Williams and Penix. These are kind of the guys that are just standing out so far. Uh, they're on a trajectory trajectory to be in that conversation. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just don't think anybody's coming close to Penix or Williams at the moment. We'll see how it goes. One, uh, one as guy the that goes is, on, though. one guy that is slipping into this conversation, Shadur Sanders, and Shadur Sanders as well. Yeah, that brings us to the Colorado Buffaloes. The Buffaloes go Bucks. Um, yeah, yeah. Are they the real deal? I don't I mean, know. Obviously, it was it was a it was a he- heavily televised game. We saw some moments such as that hit on Blackburn and that Blackburn hit on Travis Hunter. Travis mm-hmm. Hunter's now out out with a lacerated liver. Or I don't I don't think they're the real deal. I agree. I don't I think mean, so either. You, they barely beat that Colorado State team. Who are barely they could have lost that game good. very easily. 
You know, They're Colorado State good. is not a good team. No. That is not a – it's not a it's sports school. I mean, like, kind of basketball, but it's for sure not football. And, I mean, to come out without much publicity and hype, you should be blowing them out. And I just don't Absolutely. think Colorado's the real deal here. And we have the opportunity to see that over the next two weeks, playing Oregon and USC in their next two games. Uh, I think they might put a fight against Oregon, but USC is just going to kill them. I, I think Oregon and USC are just absolutely going to torch them. I, I think like we're going to see. So I think Oregon kind of might get yeah. torched. But, we'll see. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't think Colorado is going to. I think they're they're fakes. I mean, Travis Hunter is a heck of an athlete. Uh, should have Sanders is a nice quarterback. But I just don't think that they're yeah, as good as they're being hyped up to be. I mean, it's obviously because they're coaching Deion Sanders. Um, that is very that, true. That, that's that a big part true. of the hype. But I just don't see them as a real deal. Uh, everyone else in their division, though, is a real deal. It's the Absolutely. Pac-12. Absolutely incredible. You know, it's it's the Pac-12's last dance this year. It um, is. Please don't sue me. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's the Pac-12's last dance this year. Oh, I said it again. Um, anyway, everyone <laughs> in the Pac-12 is good except for, well, the, the obvious uh, Stanford, Cal, and like ASU, Arizona, Arizona, Arizona yeah. ASU, whatever. The, but no, I mean, teams. But, the Pac-12 has the most ranked teams in college football. And they're right good. Now. It's it, not like it's great. not a fluke. These are good teams. Like they're yeah. they're going out there and absolutely destroying some teams. Um, we're looking at US. Obviously, uh, we're looking at some new Big Ten teams, some new Big Twelve teams. So just to see how they're stacking up this year, it's going to be. Heck of a heck of a scene next year when the likes of Washington's in the Big Ten, um, USC's in the Big Ten, I believe. Uh, Colorado's going to Big Twelve? Question mark. Yep, yep. Big Oregon 12. State is going to the Mountain West. Well, with, we'll see. Along we'll see. with Washington State, we'll see. We'll see some, what happens. Uh, some mid majors in those two schools. But, we'll see what um, happens. Yeah, right now. It's just an absurd amount of Pac-12 teams ranked. I USC is number five in the nation. The University of Washington is number eight. Oregon, bunch of frauds, number ten. Uh, Utah, number eleven, um, also a bunch of frauds. Oregon State, fourteen. Um, all hail the kicking king, Max Walker. <laughs> um, Colorado at nineteen, bunch of frauds. I mean, we're we're saying this. This is a great division, by the way. But half the teams are frauds. Just saying that. Uh, yeah. Washington State, whole oh, biggest frauds there at twenty one, and UCLA at twenty two. Um, what are we going to see out of this division? Will we see one of these teams in the top four competing for that national championship? Oh, it's not. Well, top they four got anymore, extended to twelve. It's twelve. It's, it's twelve. So I mean, we could see a lot of Pac twelve teams should, there. We can see four of these teams. We could see five. I think USC is going to make it. U Dub is going to make it. I can see Utah and Oregon making it. Even though they are, they they're they're shams. Sham Realistic, realistically, OSU's at fourteen right now. Every every one of these teams is going to keep playing each other. So I think these the issue... ra- high ranked matchups, a loss is not going to mean that much. Like everybody's going to stay high ranked. Yeah, at this I like. Point. I mean, I like this year because they're actually finally giving some respect on the Pac-12's name. They are, and they it's are. it's unusual to see because in the past, like that U that U had to like fight to get into the college football playoffs and yeah. they were undefeated. They won the Pac-12 championship. They were completely undefeated. And we they were barely in. 
like yeah. in the past we've seen absolute disrespect towards the Pac-12 and it's kind of nice to finally see some respect on the Pac-12's name um unfortunately it is going away great division uh they kind of killed themselves with their own TV rights deal mm-hmm. yeah um I mean you can't blame anybody but the Pac-12 or yeah the management the, the management was Pac-12 poor fucked it. um but it's it's nice to see this many Pac-12 teams up in that up in that top upper echelon, top twenty-five of college football, especially with these expanded playoffs. Um, it's going to be right to see them in the postseason, and I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, because of that many rated teams, it leads to some big games for the Pac-12, and interconference games mean more than a lot of other conferences. Like I'm Absolutely. never, I'm not going to watch Ohio State cream pie Rutgers for like the ninth yeah. year in a row. Yeah, I'm going to watch. Washington State and Oregon State. I'm probably not gonna watch that either. Well, I'm going to both, that game. Both teams are a bunch of frauds. I don't um, know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really interesting game. I'm going to it. Uh, I really like what Wazoo's done this year. I really like what OSU's done this year. But OSU's this is gonna be an, this is a really interesting storyline. You got the two teams left in the Pac-12, and they're both ranked. They're both ranked Mountain decently West. high. And so Mountain West. <laughs> This, game, this game's gonna have a lot of I mean it, it's gonna be a chippy one, I think. It's gonna it's gonna have a lot of meaning uh, at the end of the day. I could see it being a really good game, potentially OT. Uh, I really I really like this matchup this week. And it just means a whole ton for both of these teams, whoever comes out victorious. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be a good matchup. Uh I still think I, I think is gonna win it. No matter what I say about him, I do is gonna win it. Um, going on to a game that would have been a big matchup about four years ago. Uh, Florida State yeah. versus Clemson. Uh, Clemson. I don't know what the hell's happening. No. Why? What the fuck? Dabo. What, fill me in here. Shoot. Shoot me an email, Dabo. Let me know what <laughs> happened. Um, I would love to get you on here. Love to know what's going on. Love to get yeah. one of the Clemson players on here and. Explain to me why their team is so oh. bad. They're gonna get killed. <laughs> They're it's gonna get bad. absolutely yeah, killed. Yeah, FSU and Jordan Travis are just gonna make them look like even more stupid. I don't. I don't think this game's even gonna be close. But it still is. It's a big name game. It is. Uh, Colorado, Oregon. I I I mean, I think we've talked about this enough. I think yeah, Colorado is shams, and I think they're gonna get shown next week that they are shams. And I can't. I yeah. I see Oregon beating them. I beating also see Oregon Andalian. just. Whomping on him, yeah, yeah. Um, another Pac-12 game here again. Best team, best division in college football right now. Uh, Utah versus UCLA. Mm-hmm. I think UCLA's, this is gonna be a good game. UCLA is not what I remember. Um, no, but they're still good. They don't have DTR anymore, which is interesting. <laughs> Yeah, but like I don't know, I so I see this average. being a good game. Yeah, I know you will. This 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 is gonna be a good game. Uh, the Utes are the Utes have been a solid program in the past couple of years, and this is gonna be a close one. Um, still taking Utah on this one. What about I also you? got Utah. Yeah, yeah, I think I think UCLA is gonna put up a good fight, but I still got Utah. Yeah, UCLA is gonna be closer than I think they will be, but I'm I'm still going Utah on this one. Uh, and then a couple of our non Pac-12. Honestly, the game of the week for me. Ohio State, Notre Dame. Yep. Um. I think I think our Lord and Savior is gonna re is gonna bring Notre Dame to the win. 
Um, <laughs> oh, you got Notre Dame? I, I got Notre Dame. Um, okay, I like that pick. I, I got Notre Dame over. Um, I'm taking it. I'm taking Ohio State. I just don't – I don't see them getting beat. I think it's going to be a great game again. But, yeah, they got college game day. I just uh, – I don't see OSU getting beat here. Notre Dame's got a really good squad this year. Uh, whoever loses isn't really going to drop into the rankings that much. They got, they're got they really similar. I think Ohio State's at five, and then uh, Notre Dame's at eight or nine. So – or no, Ohio State's at six. So, yeah, I mean – it's gonna be a really good game. I can't wait to watch that. Um, that's definitely yeah, my game. That's definitely my game of the week. Um, yeah. I I I got Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's gonna win. Um, I like that. That's I, a bold pick. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll get updates from my boys at Notre Dame. Um, they're all extremely uh, Notre Dame's cold, by the way. Just like if you go there in general, like Notre Dame's cold. Yeah, I would just like to point that out. Um, huh. Our last game that I want to talk about, Ohio, uh, Ohio, Iowa, Ohio versus Penn State. Uh, Penn State's a, that's a good team. It is. I personally is. really like that Penn State team. I think they should be ranked higher than they are. Um, could we see Iowa upset them? I don't know. I like Iowa. Iowa... They they beat Utah State, they beat Iowa State, and then they beat Western Michigan. So they haven't really played anybody crazy yet, but they have a really nice squad. I think they'll put up a fight. I got Penn State still, uh, but it should be a decent game. Um, I think Iowa is going to end up losing by two scores probably, but I can't really ask more than that when you're playing a top-10 team. Yeah, well, Iowa may have the best tradition in college football. Um. They don't have the best team in college football, and I see them dropping this Penn State. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see it being two or three scores. Yeah. Uh, I think that kind of concludes our NCAA football. Yeah, and I think that kind of wraps up the episode. I think that wraps up the whole episode. Um, yeah. You know, thank you to all of our listeners for episode one. Um, only up from here. Uh, I mean, we're not we're not record-breaking numbers, but... No, not you yet. Know, like not yet. Sixty ain't bad for the first episode. Sixty, yeah. sixty listeners on all. Pretty solid. Uh, it, it's Our, not bad, and I appreciate literally every single one of you, and especially our seventeen listeners from Belgium. Hey. Um. <laughs> donkey amigos. Uh, yeah. Well. Thank yep. you. Thank you guys for listening. Um, uh, can one one of you hit me up? I want to know how you got here. Yeah, but, that's um, kind of interesting. Yeah, thank you so much for listening to week two of the game winner um, from whatever you listen to. Make sure to give us five stars on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, or Acast. And this is once again presented by Acast. Thank you very much. Um, peace out. Mm-hmm.